How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by, and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced? Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom, and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts, and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know that one thing you can't stop talking about? We are going to share it with the world. So grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life. Okay, I'm here with Megan. She's from the Crazy Creative Teacher, and I am really pumped about this topic. We're going to be here chatting about TikTok today. And I know that there are some teacher business owners out there who just shuddered, as I said, TikTok. But then there are some that might be a little bit excited or curious about this. So Megan, uh, tell us a little bit about you and your business. And also tell us, how did you come to find your place on TikTok? Hi, so um, I am Megan Mayer, and I am a middle school teacher in Florida. And um, yeah, my my road to TikTok was a little bit interesting. I know that um, a lot of my students were on the app. There were a lot of different trends coming from the app and sort of like these inside jokes that I kind of always wanted to be a part of. And I found myself during my time always on Facebook, just sort of mindlessly watching videos and realizing that a lot of them were coming from TikTok because I always had this idea of what TikTok was because you hear so many negative things about it that that had always scared me away. But then I was seeing like videos of people cooking different things and doing different DIY projects and just really funny videos that I just decided one day that I was going to give it a try. So I got onto TikTok. I made an account. I didn't tell any of my students that I was on there. In fact, I didn't even use my like real name or um, I didn't like hook it up to my real Instagram because I was super nervous about it. And within two days, I made my third video. And as the kids say, it went viral. Within like a day, it had a million views. Um, and it just kind of went from from there. So, wow, yeah, you have a ton of videos. After this podcast, everybody can go check you out on TikTok. You have a ton of videos. You have a ton of engagement, especially when you compare the engagement on TikTok to even the engagement on Instagram. Even those of us who are working really hard on Instagram, it's probably not matching up to the kinds of engagement you're getting on TikTok. Can you just give us an example for those people who have not even really explored the platform? Like, for example, what's maybe your best performing video? What are like the views and the comments looking like? Yeah. Um, oh, I've got a couple of videos that have done really, really well. Um, it's so funny. One of my second video that um, went viral, which was only maybe two weeks after my first one, is actually just a video of me showing people how to laminate task cards. I had seen this trick, like, I don't know, on Pinterest or Instagram a really long time ago, where you just take the um, the glue that goes on purple, and then it dries clear. And you would glue all of your task cards down to the laminating sheet, put it through the laminator and everything like stays in place. Oh, my and God. I had, what? 
Yeah. That's a great anyway. trick. Okay. What's funny That's is, awesome. Like, I've always participated in like um, Teacher Tip Tuesday on Instagram. I don't know who started that. Um, I know a lot of different people do it. And so basically just kind of took that idea of Teacher Tip Tuesday and took it over to TikTok. Um, so I'm proud to say I'm the first person to ever do a Teacher Tip Tuesday on TikTok. And so that video to date, um, I actually just pulled it up to check. It has 8.8 million views. Um, wow. And I believe it has a million likes. It has 1.1 million likes. Um, wow. And that's How about comments? I'm sorry? Comments? Uh, 1,026. Awesome. So, I mean, yeah. if we... If we think about that in terms of, and of course, we don't want to be shouting at the masses, but those are probably pretty, pretty much teachers, right? They're, it's really your audience. It's not like you're shouting at a bunch of people that aren't even interested in teaching. You really are getting comments from teachers, which is your ideal audience, right? I I definitely get a mix. Like in the beginning, because my first video, I was gearing it towards, um, like teachers. It was basically me being silly, making like a fake seating chart of, um, you know, like when, when teachers secretly, um, we call it, the kids call it ship. (laughs) So when you ship two students, it means that you think they would be a cute couple. So it was me making like a totally fake seating chart, putting two students together who like, I would want to be a couple basically. And so I thought that I was gearing that towards teachers, but it actually was, I think the reason it blew up was because a lot of kids actually related to it. So students and kids are kind of what pushed me sort of into the TikTok limelight. But as I've gone on and I've sort of found my my niche, um, as they say, I hope I'm even saying that word right. Um, I, I think there's that, two ways to say it. <laughs> I found that, that teacher tips and like classroom hacks, anything like that, um, is definitely what my followers want the most. And so just over the last couple of months, just kind of really figuring that out. Um, I would say a majority of the audience that engages with me now is definitely, um, it's either teachers or it is college students who are looking to be teachers. Um, Ah, perfect for some a lot of us who are creating resources or have a course or a membership are really trying to gear toward new teachers that's good to know that this may be the platform they're on so again for the people because I think a lot of the listeners I'm kind of guessing that some may have watched a couple TikTok videos some have probably not gone on the app at all um I went on it probably a few months into the whole quarantine situation, I was just out of Netflix shows. I didn't have anything else to do. Just like you said, I thought it was just funny videos, which I do like funny videos. So I thought I'll go on and just kill some time watching funny videos after the kids go to bed. Mindless stuff that I need. And then I found out that it's not just funny relatable videos. It's DIY or like you said, yes. Teacher Tuesday, I am learning how to cook. I've made all kinds of amazing recipes. There's this great recipe for roasted potatoes on there that comes out. They come out crispy like French fries. So I love those. There's all kinds of home decor stuff. And I am down a huge rabbit hole about cleaning my house and all these different like ways to fold your towels yeah, it it's is a great really resource different. it really is I mean even yeah. for like there's been so many teachers who have said like they've learned more on TikTok 
than they have in professional development classes. And it's just the videos are really bite-sized. They're quick. They're easy to watch and digest and and save and bookmark and go on to the next. It's almost like Pinterest meets Instagram stories or something like that. Yes. It's really a nice combo. So can you give us some ideas about some ways that teachers might be able to, you said teacher tip Tuesday, any other ways, a lot of my audience, they create resources for teachers pay teachers, or they have a course, or they have a membership, or they have a freelancing service even, which I know, like I've seen, um, not that he's a freelancer, but there's a guy on there called that mortgage guy, which who just talks about mortgages. So how have you seen teachers or what ways can teachers use TikTok? I mean, I think one of the biggest things is is to really understand like the algorithm, which is still sort of under, some people still don't like understand it um, because it's very different from Instagram. I mean, I've been on Instagram for almost a year and I just now have really gotten a decent amount of followers, but it took me a year to get to, I think today I'm at 11,000, but for a year I was stuck at like 1,500 Um, and so Instagram is just really, really hard to grow on. And the algorithm is totally different from Instagram to TikTok. So on TikTok, one of the biggest things is, is hashtags, um, and hashtags work differently than they do on Instagram. So on Instagram, you can search hashtags by like the most popular in that category or by the most recent, but how it works on TikTok is they, it's all sort of on one page and then they just show you kind of, it kind of starts with the most popular, but it's sort of all over the place. But I know for me, like hashtags have been a really big way that I've grown my audience because I know that they want teacher tip. I know that they want classroom hack. So using hashtags that have to do with what you're trying to gear towards, like don't just use hashtags that say teacher or teacher life because people are really the more teachers that are getting on there they're really using it more like Instagram where it's more specific and I feel like in the beginning TikTok hashtags were more um, broad but for teachers especially like if you're looking for bulletin board ideas or you're giving a bulletin board idea or like teachers pay teachers I would use that hashtag because that's how people are going to find you. That's interesting to say that because I, what I do when I first get on any marketing platform is like size up the algorithm and I watch what's going on because I geek out over this stuff. And the very first thing I noticed about TikTok was that the hashtags were being used in a much more broad way. So I did try my first couple of videos and I only have, don't go judging me on there. I only have like four videos, but um, I was testing out different hashtag strategies and I did find that the broad hashtags were not working for teachers. And that makes sense because we're on there using it like Instagram. We are our own world. So you give us any sort of platform and we will figure out some, some way to use it. That is kind of not exactly how everyone else is using it. We always come up with our own unique ways. So that would make sense that it's kind of broken down by niche area a little bit. So would you agree that the first step, if you were going to try for hashtags on TikTok as a teacher, is to go in and really like watch what every what all the teachers are hashtagging, so that you can get to know some of the more popular definitely. ones? Like you said. Yeah, yeah, and I would definitely try to find your own sort of like category or niche because you know, like you have um, 
I'm still sort of getting to know a lot of the teachers that are on that platform, but there, there's one teacher um, who she's huge on Instagram. It's um, Hey Ashley G. She mm-hmm. does like amazing tech tips and she makes really cute like Google slides and she shows you how to customize all these different things. So to me, that's sort of like when I see other people do tech tips, I'm like, well, Ashley G already did this. Like I sort of, she's like my go-to for like tech tips. And then there's other teachers who like, they're my go-to for like teacher comedy or this teacher is my go-to for like, I don't know. Like I I would hope that I would be people's go-to for like teacher tips and teacher hacks. They know that they can come to my page and get that. So I think that you really have to decide what do you want to be known for? What is your specialty? And then you really sort of have to, I mean, you don't have to stick to it, but when I started TikTok, I noticed like, okay, my, my teacher tip videos did really well, but I would always try to do the trends that other people were doing. Like I was trying to learn the dances and all that stuff, which was a lot easier when I had my students to teach me all of those dances. <laughs> but then I realized like those videos just didn't do as well. Like people don't want to see me trying to dance. Like they don't, they don't want to see me. They want to <laughs> see like what, what I do in my classroom and what I can teach them. So I would say, you know, Use the, you can use the music that's trending because that will get you noticed. And if there's a hashtag that's trending, if it has to do with what you're doing, then you can use it, but really try to pick, you know, what, what you want to be known for and, and stick with that. Because if it's all over the place, um, you're just not going to get that following. You're not going to get that engagement. Yeah. So the same advice applies on this platform that applies on a lot of others. Pick your niche stick to it, get known for one thing. Like I mentioned, the mortgage guy, his name is literally that mortgage guy. You know to go to him for any sort of mortgage tips. You've got to sort of find what you're going to be known for on this platform and go with it. So I want to know, um, and by the way, I'm relieved that I don't have to do the dances because I cannot. (laughs) Yeah, I tried and I tried, you know, I will say like my students enjoy it and I think you know, maybe every once in a while, I might still do a couple just for them, because I know that that they follow me. And, you know, to be honest, too, like me getting on TikTok, a lot of it was, I wanted to be like a positive, um, I wanted to be something positive on TikTok, I was hearing so many negatives. And I was sort of, you know, I, I was seeing some videos when I first got on it, it, there's good and there's bad on TikTok. If you are looking for bad, that's what's going to show up in your feed if you're looking for stuff like that, but if you're looking for like the TikTok really, um, it sort of molds to you. Like if you're engaging yeah. with a lot of teacher pages, you're going to see a lot of teacher pages. If you're engaging with- yeah. Can you talk about the for you page for a minute? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I still haven't really figured that out. Like when I first got on TikTok, I was seeing a lot of people using the hashtag FYP or for you. And people were even commenting on my videos, FYP. And I was like, what did you just say to me? Like, I thought that they were like, I thought it was an acronym for like, you know, calling me something mean and I had no idea what it meant. And then I figured out that there's two feeds on your TikTok. You have your following page, which is all of the accounts that you follow. And then there's FYP, the for you page which is um, videos that TikTok thinks that you might like. And it's sometimes it's people you follow, but a lot of times it's videos that are going viral 
Um, maybe it's people that have used sounds similar to yours. Um, I've noticed like if I search for a video about Britney Spears, then the next day, most of my For You page is going to be videos about Britney Spears. But if I don't engage with those videos, I don't like them, I don't comment, then next time I go to my For You page, it's going to be something different. So the For You page is really tailored to what you engage and interact with. But sometimes you'll just get sort of a random video, but you'll never get anything that's like totally opposite of, of what you engage with. So it really has to do with, again, what you're looking for is sort of what, what it'll feed to you. But that's a big way that people go viral is um, if you get on the For You page. I No one really understands exactly how it works, but I've come to realize that Within the first hour of putting on a video, um, from my understanding is TikTok will push your video out to your followers first. Some people might see it on their For You page, but mostly it's your followers. And if your video does well with your followers, then you'll get on more For You pages for accounts that don't follow you. And if they engage with that post, if they, if they watch it the whole way through, if they like it or if they comment, then you'll show up on more for you pages. And that's just sort of how people basically go viral is the more people that see it and then it just kind of keeps going. But it really depends on almost your followers first. I've noticed like when I get to an hour, if I have at least 6,000 views, my video does pretty well. But if I have less than 6,000 views, then it's sort of like a dud. So it just, it all depends on how it does with my followers. And then that's sort of how it goes on the FYP, if that makes sense. I love how you said, and if it has less than 6,000, it's a dud. Yeah. <laughs> if we had never been Instagram, we'd be falling over. I mean, I basically like when I, when I put on a video, I sort of designate that hour to, um, sort of engaging with all of the people that comment that's that would definitely be one of my biggest tips I mean it is Tuesday so here's a, a teacher tip Tuesday for you for TikTok um designate the first hour when you post a video and comment back to every single person that comments to you because I can't tell you how many times I've commented back to someone even if it's just you know you'll you'll get people who will go please reply <laughs> you're Aww. just like hi um, I've gotten people who will follow me just because I replied. And that's another big thing about TikTok is, you know, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. There's teacher accounts that I followed in the beginning that I would engage with. I would comment on their posts. Um, I would like their posts and they would never comment back. And I just got to the point where I'm like, I don't want to follow this person anymore because I'm basically being ignored. And I get that you can't comment to every single person, but when you do see a creator, you know, you, they only have a couple of comments and commenting to other people and not commenting to you. It's like, you almost take it personally. And I know that my followers feel the same way. So I do my absolute best to respond to every comment that I can. And sometimes I just can't. I mean, some of my videos, they have thousands of comments. I just, I don't see everyone. I can't comment to everyone, but that's the biggest thing with getting engagement. I mean, I have over 30% engagement on TikTok and the norm for, and I feel like I'm like boasting and I don't mean to do that, but the norm for engagement for the amount of followers that I have is like 10%. 
So I think a big reason that I have that engagement is that I give the engagement. You have to give engagement to get engagement. Yeah. And that goes for every platform. And it comes right back to the idea that I'm always kind of preaching because I started my marketing background is in local business marketing. And I feel like what I'm what I'm trying to say here in the online space is that no matter, I mean, we might be shooting for these vanity metrics of it is kind of exciting to get, you know, a million views and and all of these likes. But at the end of the day, really what online marketing is about is creating a relationship, a genuine yes. relationship with the person on the other side. Exactly. Just like if they were walking into a local business and you wanted to chat with them, but it's even harder on TikTok because there's more volume there, but Mm -hmm. it's not impossible. And I love how you said, I can't get to all of them, but I dedicate an hour to get back to as many as I can. You're still really trying for those genuine relationships. And I have to know, is this having an impact on your sales for you have a TPT business and an Etsy shop, right? Yes. So, so what's you funny that you asked that is I actually never had an Etsy shop before I started TikTok. And my Etsy shop was opened because of my followers on TikTok. Um, I had noticed that some of the videos that people really liked were like DIY videos where you show sort of from beginning to end, you know, making something. And people especially love cricket videos because not a lot of people have a cricket and they're really interested in, in how that works. And if you don't know what a cricket is, it's a machine that... Um, can cut like vinyl and you can make t-shirts with it and different things. And so I made a sign for my classroom. I had seen something on Pinterest that I liked, but I kind of took that design and sort of um, kind of took a couple of different things on Pinterest. And I just made like a sign that said, um, you know, when you enter Miss Mayer's classroom, you are smart, you are loved, you are brave, you are kind, you are strong. And I made it in the colors that sort of matched my theme. And I had shared a couple of other projects that I had made. And I was just getting a ton of comments that said, do you sell this? Would you be willing to sell this? You should have an Etsy shop. And so it got to the point where I was like, so many people were saying it that I would start commenting back. And I'm like, well, this takes a lot of time. You know, I, I would have to charge like for this board, you know, would people pay that? And people were responding, yes, I would buy one. I'll buy one right away. Let me know when you open your Etsy shop. I was having people Instagram me because I don't have um, direct messaging on TikTok, but I do on Instagram. And so people were messaging me, telling me, if you open an Etsy shop, let me know because I want to buy something from you. And so I just kind of took a leap and I um, spent a little bit of money and invested on some supplies and made a couple of boards. And I started with actually, I reached out to people that I work with and put it on my Facebook and said, Hey, I'm thinking about opening an Etsy shop. I want to make some sample pieces. Um, you know, if you'd be interested, I can give you, you know, a, a super cheap rate. And I, I made like maybe five or six sample boards because I didn't want to make stuff and not be able to get rid of it. So Um, I made a couple of samples and within the first day of opening my shop, I had made a TikTok page and I got, I don't even know how many sales, but my store has only been open for, I want to say less than two months. It's probably been about a month and a half. I think it was the end of June and I've had about 70 sales, which I think is pretty good because I know a lot of people like really struggle on Etsy to even get one sale when they first open up. And I know without a doubt, if I had just opened up my shop and didn't have my TikTok, 
there's no way I would be getting the sales that I'm getting. It's, it's really from, it's, it sounds so weird to say, and my husband thinks it's the craziest thing. He's like, you have fans. He's like, you have fans who like you and will buy something you made because they like you. He goes, don't take this the wrong way. He goes, but I don't think people would pay for, you know, for that board. Cause my boards are about, I want to say I sell them for like 75 or $80. Um, cause I include free shipping. He's like, I don't think people would pay that if it wasn't the fact that you made it. And I'm like, that's a really interesting way to think about it. It sounds so weird to be like, I have fans, but I think it's a, they've come to know who I am and, and what I represent. And yeah, they just, they support me. It's, it's the craziest thing. It's in the business world. It's called the know, like, and trust factor. It's when, when they get to know you and they like you and they trust you, then when you put a product out, they know it's going to be good. Yes. And that sounds like exactly what you've developed with them. So, okay. I think we're convinced, like I'm definitely convinced I've got four videos. I can make some more. So I just got to figure out what I'm going to do here. So can you give us some tips on actually taking the videos, like the Mm -hmm. actual kind of tech behind that? What are your top tips for creating videos? So I, in the beginning, um, I was only editing in TikTok because that's all that I thought was available. But then the more recent I did. I found that there's a lot of different apps for video editing. And I, I will say I do have a leg up on this only because when I was in high school, I actually did video editing. Um, that was like one of the courses that I took. Um, so I definitely had experience in it. But I downloaded an app. It's called InShot. Um, and it's all just one word, I-N-S-H-O-T. And um, you do have to pay for a subscription. I don't know how much it is, but I'll be honest with you. It's, it's completely worth it. I think it's like $4 a month. Um, it might even be $4 a week, to be honest with you. I, I don't even remember, but it's, to me, it's the best editing, um, app that I've seen for the iPhone. I have an iPhone and, um, basically what I do is I shoot outside of TikTok. Um, unless I'm using like an effect, like green screen, um, then I have to use TikTok, but anything like my teacher tips these days, I just shoot on my iPhone. You want to make sure that you have good lighting. That's something that a lot of people really believe um, they look for when they put videos on the For You page is they want to see videos that um, that are bright. So if a video is really dark, it has less of a chance of being on the For You page. So you want to make sure that you have good lighting. I will say that I did invest in a ring light <laughs> um, probably within the first couple of weeks of being on notice that um just the regular quality without it just it's it's not the same um so having good lighting is important and then I just I I shoot I guess like in in the movie business they would call it like (laughs) b-roll I just shoot a lot of um like random shots or um different things like if I'm making something maybe I you know I know that a video can only be 60 seconds but I might shoot 60 seconds of just you know me cutting something with scissors because I want to make sure that I have enough footage um, to do it. And then um, the other thing is to, you really have to grab their attention right from the beginning. So if I'm going to do a project, sometimes I'll show what it looks like in the beginning so that I catch their attention right away. Um, Or other times, you know, I'll say like, maybe I'm trying to solve a problem. So, hey, do you want to know how to fix this or, how, you know, how to do this? It's you have to sort of have an attention grabber. For me, 
just my teacher tip Tuesday grabs attention because it's it's what people come to my page for. So when they come to my page or on there for you and they hear me say teacher tip Tuesday, a lot of them, they they wait for that every Tuesday. They look for it, um, which is cool because it's it, it's cool, but it also is a lot of pressure <laughs> to come up with content sometimes, especially when yeah. it's summer and I'm not in the classroom. Sometimes you, you kind of struggle to find a tip for teacher tip Tuesday. But, um, kind of catching their attention right from the beginning. And then um, I will take all the sounds out of the videos and I always do some sort of a voiceover. Um, there's nothing that I hate more than watching a video of someone make something and you can tell they've sped the video up, but they haven't deleted the audio. And so you're hearing in the background, like maybe they're cutting, you're hearing the cutting really fast and you're not really focusing on like what they're saying. Um, and then I will upload the video back to TikTok and then I will add music to it. Um, especially if you can find music that's trending, that always helps because people will search sometimes if they're looking for a sound that's trending, they'll just start watching other videos that have that same sound. Um, and then, and then hashtags, having a good tagline, not anything too long, maybe asking them a question or sort of. Um, making a funny joke about something like there was a video recently that um, this person just skyrocketed. They have more followers than I do now. And they were just doing like a classroom transformation. And the beginning is kind of like dull. They're showing a room that they were going to repaint. And it, it first didn't really catch my attention. But what caught my attention was her caption. And her caption was, please don't judge my nose hairs. And I'm like, what? So of course, I had to watch the whole video to see that she was painting her classroom. And at the end, she mentioned, if you're going to use a paint sprayer, you should wear some kind of a face covering because when she sort of looked up at the camera, you could tell that she had paint in her nose. <laughs> but that video has like 10 million views. And I think part of it is people were sort of waiting for that transformation. But I think also it was that caption of, what are you talking about nose hairs? This is like a video of a classroom. And so I think it intrigued a lot of people to want to keep watching. Yeah, I think that the caption, you have to kind of go on TikTok first. If you're thinking about doing this, go on TikTok and just watch videos. Like, trust yes. me, you'll, you'll be watching them for before hours. Before I finally started creating, I definitely watched a lot of videos before I before I dove in. Yeah, I feel like you have to get the culture of the platform. And part of that culture is understanding how the music plays a part, understanding that the caption is short, but has to be attention grabbing, understanding the hashtags, kind of seeing what types of videos are on there and figuring out what types you want to do. Because it's very different than a video you might create for Instagram stories or a live video. It's very different. It's got its own culture. And once you understand that a little bit, I think that's the time to start diving in and playing with the video editor or like you said, just, you know, recording your own video and then bringing it in and doing a voiceover or something like that. But there, there is definitely a little bit of a learning curve with using the TikTok editor and, you know, the video editor inside of TikTok. Yes. Now, I think that I know what some teachers are thinking right now. And I know why one reason a lot of teachers haven't tried TikTok is because it's just one more thing. And we just are still figuring out some of these other platforms. So my advice would be don't do it until you're ready. But I think another hesitation has to do with exactly what you said earlier, 
your students are going to probably find you unless oh, you they go will. 100%. Yeah. yeah. They will definitely find you. So I how mean, do you look for you? They, they will look for you. I mean, I've had students yeah. who before TikTok looked for me on Instagram. Um, and a yeah. couple of them started following me. And I'm like, no, just because my Instagram is public doesn't mean you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I think um, the biggest thing is if you are going to make a TikTok that is public, because you do have the option of making it private. But if, you are, if you're wanting to promote your business, you're going to want to make it public. You cannot have a private TikTok page um, and, and promote your business. It's just like Instagram. Nobody will see your content. Um, so the biggest thing would be, just to really be mindful of what you're putting out. Like when I am looking for audio, I will listen to the entire song. And if I don't understand what they're saying, I will Google the lyrics. And I have found a lot of times songs that I thought would be okay. The lyrics were totally inappropriate. So for me, it's just continue to be that role model for them um, on TikTok as you would be in person. Like, you know, I don't think you would swear to your students. So you shouldn't be swearing in a TikTok video and you should definitely not be using sounds that have swearing. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. A lot of people have started to use my teacher tip Tuesday hashtag. And I've seen a couple of videos where the music is like it, you, you, there's no way that they couldn't know that it was swearing. Like it's very in your face. And I'm just like, this is not, this is not okay because, um, to me, it's just that it's not a good professional representation. Um, so audio is a big thing. Um, if you're going to be on camera, you should make sure that you're not wearing anything that's not um, inappropriate. You know, if you wouldn't wear it in the classroom, then you probably shouldn't be wearing it on TikTok. And um, another advice that I would give, and this has just been for me personally, because I teach middle school, um, I have... I want to tell you guys for real comment filters on TikTok exist and they are your best friend because I went through and um I had actually I, I had posted a video that um people need to understand a lot of people take TikTok very literally like there are kids on TikTok and a lot of them they don't understand sarcasm and they think everything that they see is real so I did a video at the end of the school year of me going through a drawer. Um, it was items that I had confiscated from students because they weren't using them appropriately. And it was all a joke. It was a lot of the reasons that I gave for taking items weren't even real. I just thought it was hilarious. And um, it backfired. I mean, the video went viral. It had millions of views. It had a ton of likes, a ton of comments. But the comments that I was getting were really, really hateful. And um, that was a really tough day when that video went up and I actually ended up taking it down. Um, but what I discovered was with comment filters, I could basically, if I didn't want to see a comment with a particular word in it or a particular phrase, um, I just type it into the comment filter and I won't see that comment anymore. And my biggest thing was I don't want my students to see a comment from someone that's disrespectful and for them to think that they can talk to me that way as well. So I think that's a big thing too, is understanding that it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. You might get comments that might not be appropriate. And so comment filters really help because it's filtering out things that you wouldn't want your students to see. So just being very mindful of that. If just, if you wouldn't want your student to see it, then it doesn't need to be up. So I like the way you're saying 
you know, there are good and, and you're being honest that there are bad sides. There are downsides for sure. We know our students are on there. So whatever we're doing on the platform should reflect what we would do in the classroom. But I like the way that you said, so that we can be role models. I mean, I do think it's important for the students, if they're on there and they are going to find us, they might as well see how we can use social media for the positive and for change and to reach, really, you're reaching classrooms around the world with your teacher tips. I mean, you just saved me tons of time on laminating. (laughs) Like, (laughs) all my lamination is going to be straight now. And it's all thanks to your TikTok. So that really, and the, you know, we're looking at the bad side and I think that makes us immediately kind of shrink up and say, Oh, Ooh, that sounds bad. Like, never mind. I don't want to be on there, but you are influencing classrooms. You are ultimately impacting kids and you are showing your students that there are positive ways that you can connect globally using social media. As long as you know, you're using your digital citizenship and you're doing things like using the comment filters. I also noticed you said you turned off your DMs. So that's probably another. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had to. After that one video, it's just it, the comments were, and it's funny because they weren't, they weren't that bad to maybe other people, but I was so used to the sunshine and rainbows. I was getting comments that were nothing but, you know, I wish you were my teacher. Um, please be my teacher. You're the best teacher ever. I love you. And then all of a sudden I was getting comments that were saying, I would hate to have you as my teacher. You're the worst teacher ever. You're a Karen. And those are comments that some people might roll their eyes and be like, oh, well, you know, there's worse they could have said. There's definitely worse they could have said. But for me, that was like, my, my husband will tell you <laughs> if he was here that entire day. I And I'm embarrassed by it, to be honest, but I was just in bed. like. I was like, oh my gosh, I I almost felt like it was the rise and fall. And it's funny because I actually didn't lose any followers from it. So it wasn't really a fall. But for me, it was a really big lesson on you cannot post anything that you think is like funny or a joke if you're not going to say right from the beginning, like this is a joke or put it in your caption. You just have to understand that people will take everything literally. And that's something I didn't know about TikTok in the beginning. You cannot edit your captions. So you have to be very mindful of what you're posting and what you are captioning and hashtagging because you cannot go back and change it. The only thing you can do is delete it and you can re-upload it. But people will know if you re-upload it because TikTok sort of puts little logo in the corners I find it very distracting um and the quality is just never as good when you re-upload I've noticed um so you just really before you put anything like when I do a voiceover I will do it 10 times and I'll have my husband listen to it and we almost dissect it and we go okay is there anything that anybody could misconstrue um or take too literally that could get me in trouble or that could cause any issues. And then if I think that it's okay, and he thinks it's okay, then I will post it. That sounds like a lot of work to go through and do the voiceovers and then double check it. But it's probably worth it to just have another set of eyes on it. I'm sure you're safe when you're doing other videos that are like DIY and teacher tricks. Yeah, Yeah. if you're trying to be funny, or you're trying to do a trend, you just have to be very mindful. And that's why I've sort of try to stay away from from the trends or trying to be funny I do have a series called rate my classroom where I rate things um like past projects that I've done and I've started doing one that's like 
future things that I might do having to go back into the classroom during a pandemic. Um, so those are like my funny videos. But um, again, I, I have to be very careful with like what I say. But if you're just doing like if you're promoting your business and you're showing something on teachers um, or you're showing, you know, something that you make on Etsy, you're probably OK, because unless you're trying to be funny, um, you really won't have an issue. Right. Well, I think now we have enough information that we can make up our minds on whether at least we want to go over and watch some videos on TikTok and decide if it's for us, if we want to add that layer. But it sounds like if we do decide to go that route, there's definitely some room for growth and and some opportunities to get more eyes on our business from the audience that we want to attract. So it's definitely something to look into. And we're so thankful for all of your very practical tips here on this podcast. I think I was taking notes and I'm going to go back and experiment some more and see what I can do over there. And so can you let us know where we can follow you on TikTok and all the places? Tell us where we can find you. Um, So on TikTok, I am the crazy creative teacher. That's also my handle on Instagram. And then my Etsy page, they, they only let you have um, so many things is just crazy creative teacher because I couldn't add the because <laughs> it was too many too many letters um, but yeah TikTok and Instagram are kind of my main two I do have a teachers pay teachers I, I don't um, give it as much love as I probably should but that's also the crazy creative teacher great thank you so much and we will definitely connect with you over on TikTok yes thank you so much for having me If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a creative educator who is wanting to start their business online. Maybe you have started your business, but you can't gain any traction because as soon as you take one step forward, there are a million more things you're supposed to be doing like blogging or podcasting, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Maybe you've heard all the marketing podcasts, but there's so much conflicting information. You just want the roadmap to success. I know sometimes it feels like the big name marketing experts don't understand our lives as teachers. You might be worried you're going to spend all your time and money on creating your online business, or maybe you already have spent tons of time and money and no one is going to show up to buy the thing you have to offer. And you're worried about how you're going to stand out among the rest. If you don't want a degree in marketing, but you want to inspire other teachers and you want to stand out among the rest and create a voice and share your thoughts and ideas and bring in some money, but it all feels a little overwhelming. I have good news for you. You are exactly where you need to be. You have everything you need to share your passion and to make some serious cash in the process. I want to introduce my signature training for creative teachers like you. Teacher Hustle University, and you can get your hands on my step-by-step guide to designing an online business with a strategic, purposeful marketing plan. The Teacher Hustle University framework is your chance to build that solid foundation in marketing for your online business, to make a difference in classrooms around the world, to generate a steady monthly income, and to put it all on autopilot so you can enjoy life's moments. I teach you all of the pieces of the framework for Teacher Hustle University inside my free masterclass, which you can find at alyssamcdonald.com slash masterclass. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Hustle podcast. I love hearing from you. So if you loved this episode, please consider leaving a review. 
You can also join our Facebook group, Teacher Hustle Podcast, to chat about all things business, mindset, and marketing. I also love to chat in the Instagram DMs, so send me a DM or tag me in your post. My name is Teacher by Naptime over there. I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.